So, you know, uh, with Scream, man, they, they it, it was really groundbreaking for just the meta nature of the whole sure. thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Wes Craven, as we were talking about earlier, man, he brought he brought back a certain subgenre of horror, kind of reinvigorated horror in general when Scream came out. Uh, and it's not the first time that he had tried to go in because when you do, look, when you create Freddy Krueger, like you ain't going back to just do average horror shit, all right? Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to continue to try to break ground. And he did try to do that with Freddy Krueger himself with, what is it? Uh, new Nightmare. Wes, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. What happens when the story dies the evil is set free? Now that the films have ended, genie's out of the bottle that's what the nightmares are telling me and that's what i'm writing this is still a script we're talking about right wes it's kind of crossover out of films into our reality oh freddy freddy's in the real world now <laughs> meta it's getting meta is meta freddy meta kruger yes over here. this is where freddy kruger they had, the, look, this is just another reason that, like, it was funny because a lot of people saw through this shit because they were like, oh, my God, Freddy, Freddy's back, but he's just not a character in a movie. Freddy's crossed over into the real world. If we want to hold him back, we got to make more movies. <laughs> if he oh, me, that's, that's the premise, yes. Get the fuck out of here with that, man. You just trying to, this is a commercial, a crummy commercial for more Freddy Krueger movies? <laughs> People like, first of all, I see what you're doing, Wes. Get on out of here with that, man. You ain't fooling nobody. Also, a lot of people said, cool concept, but I this is too smart. <laughs> this too is, smart. Yeah, I ain't here to go to no film school, all right? Because what happened here is that critics loved it. Yes. Critics loved it. You know, the reason why is because not only were they trying to like restart the franchise by bringing Freddy back into the real world and making new movies, but also... Uh, this was a critique of Hollywood, mm-hmm. the natures of sequels, the, na- the nature of franchises. So, you know, mm. this is a, that's why critics loved it, because it was an egghead film critic, film nerd movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Didn't they just try to do that in this new Matrix movie? Yeah. Yes, they tried. <laughs> yeah, they tried. They tried. They, yeah, tries the correct word. But yeah, people, they, they said, listen, this is cool and everything, but man... I ain't here to like learn no lessons and be smart about shit. I, you know, I, I, I ain't finished paying off my student loans yet. <laughs> I ain't trying to go back to school watching Freddy Krueger. Too academic for the mainstream audiences is what you could probably say. However, Scream in 1996, Scream was a lesson learned from Wes Craven's New Nightmare. This is something where Wes Craven said, you know what? Instead of trying to go too deep with this meta commentary about the nature of Hollywood. Let's just take it back to the audiences and give them what they want. You can examine the horror genre, especially a sub-genre of that, while also never losing sight of doing what you're supposed to do with a horror movie. Scare people. Hello? Hello? Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You're making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, you all smiles before. <laughs> oh, who's this hot guy? You were indulging him. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? You should have stayed on the phone a long time ago. That's what you get, Drew Barrymore. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Do you like scary <coughs> movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act. He's a <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the visual, by the way. Thank you, Russ McGowan. I really didn't get it, you know? <laughs> I, I, I think I need an image to help me understand what you're talking about. A girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Hey, what are you? It's me. Never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. You get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, folks, this is also a comedy that we mentioned that. Uh, but the thing with this, man, is that this did speak more to the mainstream. It wasn't too talky. It wasn't too, it wasn't too meta. You know, they weren't going into too many commentaries about the nature of film in Hollywood. No, this was a movie that put being a horror movie first but then being a very smart commentary on the horror genre itself. And it did so by bringing in the subgenre of the teen slasher flick, something that was just kind of dead at that time when it came out. Was it? Yeah. yeah. The big franchise were done. You know, just to add on to what you were saying about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street before, I mean, another reason why that film didn't perform well, because the, the previous movie was Freddy's Dead. It's yes. over. Yes. Oh, and so right. we were like, you brought him back again? Give me a break. And so, yeah, all these big franchises were on the way out. Or they're going to direct to DVD or that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So this kind of just... You know, didn't really bring back Freddy Krueger like they wanted, but they did bring back horror in a way. And the teen slasher horror genre was uh, something that was just, yeah, it was... Uh, revitalized. Yeah, it was revitalized by this. You know, something... And the reason why, because even though it was dead at that time, it was still something that the mainstream audiences were familiar with. And that's why Scream worked so well at the time, because instead of going over people's heads talking about Hollywood with which, you know, most people, they don't care about the business of Hollywood, but they do know about the tropes of horror. They do know about the rules of the teen slasher flick. And that is why Scream was able to bring that genre back to life. We're going to get into more of this, of course. We're going to start our retro review now. But before we go any further, I'd like to talk to y'all about what really scares me. Okay. Post office. Every time I go to the post office, I get a horrible sense of dread. <laughs> I got some horror stories. <laughs> when, when, if Wes Craven was still alive, I'd tell, I'd have him make movies about my experiences with the post office. My mother sent something to me the other day. Uh, about, no, about a month ago. I left a credit card in Waco, Ooh, right. and she tried to mail it to me. <laughs> when and then once she maxed it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hell is this? <laughs> Panties. <laughs> but... but uh, yeah, man, I missed the, 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 the mailman when he came here, so I had to go to the post office to get it. I went there twice, 
line was out the door for yeah. where I had to go and get my package. Mm-hmm. Finally, I just said, fuck it. Send it back home to my mom. I'll go get it. Next time I'm in Waco, I'll get it there. If you like me, people, and you cannot, first of all, you don't like lines, period, at all. But you really hate. Sometimes you are horrified by the lines at the post office. You just went through it over the holidays. Why are you putting yourself through that? Don't do that anymore. You're living in a modern age. And for those people out there, you know, I'm talking to the casuals, but if you're a small business owner, you owe it to yourself to go over to stamps.com. You know, stamp.com, stamps.com saves you time and money, which means, I mean, in a way, you're kind of helping your mentality right here. <laughs> sure. Yeah, stamps.com is almost therapy in a way. <laughs> no, I can't say, I can't say that. But no, it does make you feel better when you don't have to rush out, leave the house, stand in line, and stamps.com, they're here to help you avoid all of that. You know, they've been around for 20 years, and they have been indispensable for over 1 million businesses out there, big and large. I mean, I'm so big and large, just like a rap group. (laughs) (laughs) Big and small. (laughs) Oh, you know, stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need, but that's right from your computer. And you get discounts that you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off of UPS rates out there. As I said, you know, whether you're a small business or might even be someone like us, maybe you're an influencer, you got to send off prizes to people out there, uh, just like we're doing with our giveaways and whatnot. You know, if you're, if, you're, if you're doing fulfillment, you got invoices to send off, you got packages to send off, you might be doing something on Etsy, then you definitely need to go to stamps.com. Make life very easy for you, so much easier. Y'all know y'all don't like to go to the post office. You like you like me. No one likes to go to the post office. Name me one person who said, woo-wee, I can't wait to go to the post office today. Okay. Name me one. Martin nah, I can't Weaver. think of one. I was about to say, <laughs> like, me? No, no. no. <laughs> you know you don't like to go to the post office. Why are we sitting up here even talking about this? Here, let me help you out. I'm going to save you even more in addition to all that time and money and stress that you, that you are avoiding. What I want you to do is I want you to go to stamps.com and use the promo code TOASTED. Why? Because that'll get you a special offer that includes four weeks of a trial period with Stamps.com, free postage, and a digital scale. And there are no long-term commitments when you do this. So if you're thinking I'm trying to put you in some long contract with Stamps.com because it just sounds too good to be true, I am not. I will tell you one more time, though. Go to Stamps.com and use the promo code TOASTED. That is T-O-A-S-T-E-D. TOASTED. That's the promo code to get a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale, all with no commitments. And I know you know how to spell, but I'm going to do it anyway. Stamps is S-T-A-M-P-S dot com. Stamps dot com. Go over there and use the promo code TOASTED. Stop living your own horror movie and going to the post office. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to deal with that. You know you don't. And I want to thank stamps.com for sponsoring this portion of the show, this review, and I want to thank all of you out there for your support. Thank you. And let's go ahead and move on now. Move this down a little bit here. And people, you know, Scream's popularity 
And I know I can't wait to hear some of the things you're talking sure. about because this this man right here is the man to talk to about Scream. He I'm loves Scream him. Fan. He's a big Scream fan mm -hmm. right there. So he's going to have a lot to say. But let me just start out by saying, so Scream's popularity, it not only reinvigorated the teen slasher genre, but created a whole new wave. <laughs> of not as smart. <laughs> they tried. But You're being not, nice by saying that. I know. I'm trying to be a good guy right here, but not as smart copycats. So the boy and girl are making out, right? When they hear over the radio that this lunatic killer's escaped from an insane asylum. That's not the way it goes. The boy goes for help, and the girl stays in the car, and she hears this like scratching sound. No, he's been decapitated. No, he was gutted. People, that is I Know What You Did Last Summer. And, you know, that kind of did its thing, you know. You, so you had the teen slasher tropes with Scream. This was doing kind of that along with their own spin with Urban Legends. Yes. They even had another movie out there called Urban <laughs> Legend. Urban, yeah. Urban Legend, <laughs> Cherry Hill, all sorts of films like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this wasn't Urban Legendy enough for you, you have an actual movie called Urban Legend. However, when I say they did, you know, some knockoffs and uh, some not as smart copycats, it did pave the way. Scream paved the way for some very smart movies later on. I'm not going to say you wouldn't have these movies without Scream, but, you know, it's arguable that maybe not, but it definitely did help with these films. Even though some of them didn't do so well, Cabin in the Woods is a very meta horror movie. Oh, it's funny. When I watched Scream today... It immediately played this right afterwards. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah. Funny. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Cabin in the Woods, cult classic right now. Didn't do great at the box office, but a lot of people love this movie. Found new life on home video and streaming. Uh, you can definitely credit Scream for that. Jordan Peele. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's doing Blackula. <laughs> I was thinking vampire, but yes, yeah. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he's doing Blackula or if he's just kind of like, you know, I'm fly as hell. <laughs> but Jordan Peele, he directly credits Scream as a huge influence for Get Out. Sure. Because Get Out was sort of doing, so you had Scream with the commentary and it was examination of, of, of horror movie tropes. Uh, kind of similar with Get Out, except that this was using hard to examine racism. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, making his own kind of slightly meta uh, 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 statements here. And Martin already mentioned this, but you could even say outside of horror that without Scream, you probably wouldn't have other movies out there going as meta as you see today. Where the hell am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm meta. Remember this. Deja vu. And yet it's obviously all wrong. Maybe this isn't the story we think it is. You could tell from that statement right there, that sentence right there, how you didn't even have to see the movie to tell that they're going in a meta direction. Sure. Uh, too bad that was the wrong direction. <laughs> no, nah, some people, some people love it. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, I'm you know, I'm not I'm not here to criticize. I am here to just tell you that even the Matrix resurrection seems like it was going a scream route in the it, latest film. Yes. When it started. Yes. Early on. Early on, yeah. Well, when I talk about the franchise it launched, uh, I was thinking about the scary movie. Oh, yeah. Well, that's more of a parody. Sure. You know? What's yeah. so funny about that? I'm glad you mentioned Scary Movie. The original name for Scream was Scary Movie. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, we'll just take this name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the thing with Scream, you know, it's groundbreaking, it's influential. Uh, you know, because of that, it's considered a masterpiece definitely deserves its praise 
and its shining place in history. Mm -hmm. But what I want to talk about here, in addition to just doing a retro review and getting to know Scream all over again, because I hadn't seen Scream since it was, uh, I have, I've watched it several times before, but it's been years, really. Same here. Yeah, I haven't had time to watch as many movies as I would like over and over again. Uh, Scream is definitely one of those movies that when it's on, I yeah, watch it. Yeah. Uh, used to watch it a lot at the, you know, back in the day. But how does it hold up today? Has it aged well in, you know, at, at all? Or has it aged well uh, fully as a movie? Are there spots in there? Because, I mean, the movie's considered a masterpiece, but are there spots in there, other parts that just did not translate well today here? They're dated, yeah. Yeah, they're very dated here. You know, this is going to be a spoilery discussion, so if you haven't seen it yet... You know, you're one of those people who f f somehow still doesn't know how this movie plays out. Then you know the deal. Continue at your own risk. Yeah, 25 years. Yeah, can, we, can we give him another 25 years to watch it? <laughs> Go ahead. We'll wait. You know, <laughs> Let's be your dad. Yeah. 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 All right, ready? <laughs> so as a horror comedy, I'll even throw Thriller in there. Does it still hold up? I think it does. It does still hold up very well. But the big question is, okay, it may hold up as a horror movie, as a comedy, as a thriller, but does it still have the same impact? And the reason why I ask this is because, all right, so take that opening, for example. You know, when you, uh, when you first saw Scream back in the day, if you were lucky to see it when it was in the theaters, back in the day, the first time it came out, uh, you know, casting Drew Barrymore, in this movie, it, that was that was crazy and that was brilliant because, you know, when you with, with Drew Barrymore, she's being marketed as the star of the movie. You know, her yep. picture is on the poster right there. She's standing in front of everybody. That's her face right there. Plus, you didn't get big names like her in horror movies. Well, you didn't get big names. You didn't get big. She was a leading woman, so you didn't get big names like her, and pay her a shitload of money only to turn around and kill her in the first 10 minutes of the movie which is what they which is what they did here you know she caused money she was a she was a, a, a she's very she was a name that brought people to the theater mm -hmm. she's she's hollywood legacy man she's hollywood royalty if you paid for drew barrymore you weren't going to waste money by killing her in the first 10 minutes so when you saw her in the movie you like you damn right she's going to be hanging out at the end of the credits you making popcorn uh huh well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters? Boy, I love how easy she made this for the killer. Door unlocked, <laughs> windows wide open. So many windows everywhere. So <laughs> Doors made out of windows. <laughs> Pulling out. Say, hey, use this knife right here. Because <laughs> good, good stabbing. Yeah. yeah. Pulling, pulled out the good silverware for him. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like he was coming over as a guest. <laughs> of course, the movie said, you know what? Fuck Drew Barrymore. <laughs> we we paid for it. If we want to kill ass in the first 10 minutes of the movie, then God damn it, that's what we going to do. People, it's a great opening. It is. Yeah. But when, suspenseful. Oh, it's suspenseful. But when I saw when I saw this back in 1996, I was just like everybody else. You know, I, who, who's going to kill Drew Barrymore? 
and you know, and and so when you went to see this back in 1996, and they actually not only killed her, but like gutted her. Oh yeah, had her by her entrails, and the cord of the phone on the tree just hanging in there. Yeah, because yeah. because getting stabbed. You could survive that. No. I mean, even, I mean, even in real life. But yeah. seeing her strung up on that tree and like, oh, she's really Whoa. not coming back. With her guts hanging out, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's for some people, it's like me with training day. She ain't dead. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she'll, she'll be back. Just put it back inside yeah. her. She'll be fine. Yeah, she'll get that long, that entire, she'll put it back in. <laughs> duct tape her. She'll be Sewed all up. right. Yeah. yeah, it'll be all right. You know, it's a great opening, but, yeah. you know, this is back when the meta thing. Not, you know, this is when it was It was unheard of. It was unheard of. It was something new. Uh... So, you know, seeing that, that really got me. I, it took me off guard. It took everybody off guard mm-hmm. when they went to see it. And everybody everybody was bragging about it. You can, And it was almost like a thing where you really didn't want to spoil it for people, but you told people, man, go see it. That if For nothing else, that first 10 minutes is worth it, man. But, you know, the question is, now that the meta thing is not so new, now that Drew Barrymore is not in so many movies and it's sure. not maybe as Big impactful. For, for impactful or mm-hmm. big for like Gen Z people and millennials out there. Uh, does it, I mean, can it have the same impact? Just the scene itself? Well, just, or, or just, just the rest of the movie well, after just, that you point? Know, this particular scene right here, which does kind of set up the rest of the movie very well and set up, and, you know, and sets the movie up to have a huge impact. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're the big screen well, person well, here. Well, it's funny that you, you brought this up with Drew Barrymore. This almost didn't happen. Because she was initially cast as as Nev Campbell's character, Sidney mm. Prescott. Mm-hmm. And it was because of Drew Barrymore's involvement that Wes Craven said, okay, now I'm interested in this movie. Because before oh. he passed on. He's okay. like, okay, I'm going to come back. I'm going to do this great movie with Drew Barrymore. It's going to be great. And then she, b- before they started filming, principal photography, she said, I don't want to play the main character of the movie. And I want to play the girl that dies in the opening 10 minutes. Wow. Uh, wow. So she, she was the, the reason why this happened. They went, Oh, right, but you, but, but you're, 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 you're the person who's going to sell the movie. You're on the She's, posters already. We're and, paying you all this money. And she convinced Wes Craven. She convinced the scriptwriter, Kevin Williamson, and the Weinsteins. This was their film of Dimensions, mm-hmm. that this will work. This will get people in there. And that's what they did. It, and so, yeah. again, it, I, know, I, I know what you're asking where it's like, at the time, that was no one expected that. Right. But yeah. I, th- I feel like nowadays, if you if you want the same impact, you would have to have that knowledge to a degree. But I feel like for the rest of the movie, how they defy those tropes with those certain characters who we always see in other horror films, and they either live or they either die. I like. I think that's what still works. This might not be as effective as it is anymore. This opening, but still is effective with context. Yeah. No, it's still a listen. It's still a great scene. Yeah. Well, I acted. just you know I just don't think that, and this is not any fault of the movie. It's just something that happens with time. It's, no, it's dated. It, you you would have to be man. You would have had to have been there at that moment. Sure. That's why this movie is so special to people who saw it back in the day. Mm-hmm. Back in 1996, if you were at the theater in a room full of people, uh, just like Spider Man, it's not going to have the same impact. Sure. No way home. It's not going to have the same impact years later. If you were there at that time. That was an amazing experience, and I just don't think other people are going to have it anymore. No, no, you're right. I don't think they would either if they saw this for the first time without that knowledge. Yeah. I, the one thing I can tell you is just rewatching this again after so many years yeah. with this scene, uh, it, Drew Barrymore is is such a much higher caliber of actor than they normally get in, mm-hmm. in these horror movies uh, across the board mm-hmm. that even in that those first few minutes of it, I felt a lot her character sure yeah where with so many others i'm just like yeah you, you're, right you're dumb and you're gonna die yeah. let's just get this yeah. over with. Yeah. and with her i really did feel something like i like she felt fully realized just just little nuances she put into her performance there so her death as quick as it is it still had a 
damn. Sure. Yeah. I was no, that was me in a, in, a, in the theater when it happened, man, watching this. When I saw this, I was screaming like everybody, they killed your brother! <laughs> you know what I said? Like, like she was real. Yeah. <laughs> well, to your point, Martin, what I what I do like about this movie and a lot of the entries in the Scream franchise, at least, you know, in Scream 1, Scream 2, uh, is that the characters are competent. Yeah. Like, no one's truly stupid. Right, right. Like, what happens to them, it's like, it's almost out of their hands. It's, yeah. it's just, you're just, you're in a bad situation, and they fight back. Like, they kick Ghostface's ass in this movie a often. lot. Oh, a lot, yeah. And it's like, ah, it's just, it was just bad circumstances. Sure. Where you're in the bad environment. So, yes, I totally agree with you that you, you deal fit for her character and her entire oh, yeah. performance. And she just, I, she couldn't do anything. Yeah. And there are people who are mad. They're like, yeah. you can't do that to Drew Barrymore. <laughs> who the hell you think you are? <laughs> like, Drew Barrymore is that girl, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get out that tree and put her insides back in. Have a walk around again. You can't do that shit. Like well, you could not do that. Some people. Well, said. you remember she was like the preteen Robert Downey Jr. for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. She, yeah, yeah. she was like Robert Downey Jr. She was five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was at bars at the age of six. <laughs> she was making her own drinks at seven. Yeah, she was. Yeah. A, she was. She was known as being a childhood uh, alcoholic, a, a partier. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, I knew she was gonna die though at one point. Because of the way she just fucked over Steve. Steve, the boyfriend. Poor Steve. Steve was gone. Poor, poor, <laughs> poor Steve. She, she did not hesitate to throw Steve out there when she was about to die at one moment. You know, when she's, uh, when she's, because when she's talking to Ghostface on the phone at that time, and let me see if I even have the clip here. <laughs> well, she sure was trying to set something up behind Steve's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you look like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have she, a boyfriend. Oh, she ain't. A, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you the the she. The, I knew she was gonna die the way she just threw Steve out there because when she was about to die, boy, she did not. She 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 was immediately just uh, pumping Steve up. My boyfriend, big plays football. He gonna <laughs> kick your ass. I do have a boyfriend, and he'll be here any second. So your ass better be good. Sure. I swear. He's big and he plays football and he'll kick the shit out of you! You mean like this dude? <laughs> <laughs> this, this little dude right here? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Steve! I'm typing you up! <laughs> Damn it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> poor Steve. I know, poor Steve. Poor old Steve. <laughs> No, but earlier, earlier though, she was ready. She was she was about to drop them draws and Steve <laughs> for this sex ass voice on the phone. So you got a boyfriend? <laughs> Why? You want to ask me out on a date? Maybe. Do you have a boyfriend? Mm. No. You know Steve out there. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Oh, Paul, Steve, man. I know. But I will say this. Back to how this scene uh, holds up, man. It it does. It holds up so well. I mean, this. I'm on. This is not going to be the first time I mention this. This movie's so well directed, man. Um, Choreography is great. Well, it the, is. The, you know, so suspenseful. Like the way they just use atmosphere to build a lot of the suspense in here, like the smoke burning from the popcorn. You know, there's the moment the that popcorn gave me so much anxiety. I, I had more anxiety from the popcorn than the killer. Mm-hmm. I was like, P- just take it off. <laughs> just, <laughs> whatever else happens, just take it off the stove. Come on, you burn this shit down. 
yeah, there was that. Because see, now, you see what you're saying? Yeah. You're getting anxious. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just adds to more of the stress and suspense that you feel mm-hmm. in this scene because you see something else going on that normally you want to take care of in addition to her being chased around the house by this killer. Uh, the, the, the way the, the mood just changed. Like it was almost you know like the way Ghostface is uh is bipolar man yeah before he just kind of like hey how you doing you making popcorn bitch I fucking got you <laughs> listen asshole no you listen you little bitch you hang up on me again I'll cut you like a fish <laughs> God damn it she's like Whoa. she's like even she's like Jesus calm your ass down yeah, wow. okay. what is wrong with you. <laughs> Thought we had something here. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that just kills the mood. <laughs> you know what? I do have a boyfriend now. <laughs> so you want to be fucking around? <laughs> yeah, man. There's even some subtle, clever moments in here if you listen. Now, maybe this is... You, you tell me. It might just be me. Because there was a moment where I I swore that when... Because there's a, there's a part here where they go into the whole meta thing immediately. Ghostface, as we now know him is talking to Drew Barrymore's character on the phone saying, yes. if you want to live and if you want Steve to live, you got to play this hard trivia game with me. One of the first questions that they ask is about who's the killer in Halloween. And I swear that they incorporated the Halloween theme a little bit. Oh, it's, oh, it's, it's here and it's at the end of the movie yes. when Deputy Dewey's okay. in the house. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so I did hear that. Yeah. yeah. Name the killer in Halloween. No. Come on, it's your favorite scary movie, remember? He had a white mask, he stalked the babysitters. No. Come on, yes you no. do. Please. What's his name? I can't Steve's think. counting on you. Michael. You know, it was funny that they put the Halloween theme in there because you were telling me that Wes Craven... And and, and, John and, and John Carpenter not only were like very good friends, very good friends and admirers of each other's work, mm-hmm. but you were telling me that people actually got them confused all the time. <laughs> That's a joke in the movie is that you have um, Rose McGowan's characters like, oh, what are we in some kind of Wes Carpenter movie? Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> and, yeah. They, and that was a joke between them because everyone would confuse them with each other. Oh, okay, constantly. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, it's uh, it's also funny here because uh, Wes Craven. At first, I was kind of like, oh, well, that's cool that he's taking kind of jabs at himself. And oh, I was yeah. like, no, man, this, this dude's up here flexing his ego, man. A little bit. Just, just a little bit. Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that the one where the guy had knives for fingers? Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Freddy, that's right. I like that movie. It was scary. Well, well the first one was, but the rest sucked. Yeah, <laughs> just couldn't touch old Wes's genius. He was very public about his dislike of those other Nightmare on Elm Street. But, yeah. but was he wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, I liked three. I like he and he even he even wrote a draft of Dream Warriors. Uh, no, I was gonna say I I really like Dream Warriors. <laughs> Dream Warriors. <laughs> Warriors of the dream. I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> maybe I don't tonight, know. I maybe sure tonight you'll be gone. Dream <laughs> Warriors. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually love Dream Warriors, but Sorry. that's just me. Uh, you know, I love the movie for its cleverness. Oh, yeah. Scream. You know, uh, but some things, okay, this is where I'm going to start saying that some things did not age so well <laughs> okay. for me. Uh, so this starts... It starts out immediately when we when we're introduced to Sydney. Now I'm gonna tell you, looking at Drew Barrymore in this, looking at Drew Barrymore, even looking at poor old Steve over here, you know, I can kind of buy that those are teenagers. 
once we're introduced to Nev Campbell as Sydney, the main character of the movie, and they try to show her in high school, I like get the fuck out bullshit. I was like, and listen, you know, because they're trying to pass her off as a teenager. And trying to pass off 30-year-olds as teens, you know, that's nothing that is new. You know, they've been doing this for years. They do it now. They really did it a lot in the 90s. Yeah. And she's not even 30 here. I think she was like 20, 23 or 24. Yeah, she was. that's how old she is. Yeah. Was she already on Party of Five at this point? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so, you know, she's 23 or 24 here, and people, it shows. And there's a lot of ways they probably could have gotten around it because they just they didn't really try to go out their way to make her look like a teenager. For example, one, uh, don't put her in a classroom with actual kids and teenagers. Thank you, Jimmy. Look at that boy right oh, there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at your old ass out the class. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, when you see him, it's like... Why, why is the teacher from my last class sitting in the class? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's like, if you don't get your old ass up and go to work, <laughs> sitting in this class trying to act like you a student, <laughs> so you don't have to, you don't have to do any adulting out there. Get your ass up. You know, it's because it, it gets even funnier, man. Because they try hard to make her look like a teenager, and the harder they try, the sillier it gets, man. Like her, like there's a scene where she's like taking a yellow bus home. I'm just like, no. <laughs> Why is, why is the bus driver leaving? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like trying to make it like a teenager. You look like no teenager. You look like a motherfucker that flunked 12th grade about five times yeah. and still riding the bus. Sure, it's sure. like, get the fuck out of here. You could, you could see that with a lot of the kids. I, I love that when you see when you saw how the kids are looking. Hey, where, hey, where you going? Go drive us home. Where's the bus driver going? <laughs> hold I'm, on, y'all. I'm, I gotta take I'm, a I'm done with you kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, hold on. I got to take a shit. Y'all be right back. Mike in front of me. Because <laughs> I'm in your class too. <laughs> Fuck out of here with this. No. Have a 24-year-old ass get off the yellow bus. You either look like a person that flunked or you look like a... You look mentally challenged. Yeah, yeah. Fuck out of here with this, man. Oh, but when it gets to her friends, you know, the rest of the game... <laughs> you think she looks old. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Matthew Lillard already looks 32 by this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. When you get to... When you get to the rest of the game, up here trying to like friends or something, they... He look just like an old ass friends right there. <laughs> you know your ass too old to be going to school this way. <laughs> Man, okay, maybe Rose McGowan, maybe, maybe she can pass for a team, but. Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lennon and Jamie Kennedy. No, fuck y'all, man. They're all in their twenties, though. They they're all start. no, they're all in their twenties. They just don't look like teenagers. Sure. Did you really put her liver in the mailbox? Because I heard that they found her liver in the mailbox next to her spleen and her pancreas. Where are you going? Fucking trying to eat here. Right? She's getting mad, right? Better liver alone. <laughs> liver alone. <laughs> Okay, okay, <laughs> mentally they're children. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. And I think that's what sells it because yeah. Matthew's character is so over-exaggerated. Of course, he's immature. And, yeah, he's immature, he's spazzy, he's got ADD. Yeah. And Billy Loomis is just horny <laughs> all yeah. the time. Look, Skinner, just horny. Uh, she's, even she's like, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, you know, they all look like they need to be looking for grown-up jobs right now. <laughs> yes. Instead yes. of being in high school. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that did not actually 
translate to me very well here and, and something just I'm very sensitive to in movies anyway you know just it's uh, funny because for me looking at it all I just thought was like wow they look, look like such babies compared to how I think of them now oh now it is oh yeah yeah, yeah. and Jim, Jim Kenny it looks like Santa Claus now <laughs> full gray oh, beard does he? yeah he does yeah. Yeah. no they all look like dads mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know, at yeah, this yeah. Point. honestly for me it, it doesn't bother me yeah I, but, I didn't think anything of it you know. I mean it's not ruining the movie for me. Sure. But it is like, God damn it, get the hell out of here with that. Yeah. You know, it like, was a common problem that we, we keep having to this day. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it look, un- until they change child labor laws, it's going to be a Oh, thing. yeah, and no one's going to be looking at 15-year-olds having sex at real 15-year-olds. Well, they'll allude to it by having two 30-year-olds yeah, wearing, they, like, letter, letter yeah. jackets. Because they go with that, that movie Kids, and everybody freaks out about that. So <laughs> you, you can't do it. I sure. didn't. <laughs> it was like, authentic. <laughs> But no, it doesn't ruin the movie for me. If it's something that stood out, it's like, okay, we're going to yeah. look at something that doesn't work today. It still doesn't work. It, it, you know, in movies today, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It didn't work back then, but they did it a lot in the 90s. Sure. Oh, a yeah. A lot yeah, in the 90s. Especially. Uh, some of the things that the movie's praised for, I don't think holds up as well. Uh, but not for the whole film, just in parts. You know, uh, everyone loves how self-aware the movie is. You know, they love, you know, you saw the scene when telling the rules and whatnot. You know, they love how self-aware it is with the horror tropes. Mm-hmm. And usually the audience, and that's cool because usually the audience is the one that's aware. The director's aware, but the people in the movie are the stupid ones. Sure. Yes. You, it, it, all the time people watch zombie movies and it's, and it's always that like, if you people never heard of zombies, <laughs> don't you know what how this goes? Yeah. And so, yeah. so here they're like, hey, no, we have this in our world. Yeah. We know. Not only are they aware, but they... They shout, they shout it out loud to let everybody know that they know what's going on. Number one, you can never have sex. Big no! Oh, bottle at it. No popcorn. What are you talking about? Big no! Day man. Matthew Lillard is he loves doing that. Matthew Lillard is just like a lizard, man. He just keeps sticking his tongue out (laughs) and everything. Are you thirsty? (laughs) I I swear, watching this again, I was like, every time I was like, Jesus, he's over the top. But then I would think, no, I actually know. I've known guys like this. Mm. Never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking at you. Okay. I mean, I'm looking at you, but I'm not looking. You know that. <laughs> I've known guys just like this. <laughs> Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. The sin factor. It's a sin. It's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. (laughs) You've done it now, buddy. (laughs) You're like, bitch, you dead. (laughs) No. (laughs) But, you know, this movie, and it does it so well, man. It does, it does, uh, it calls out not only the tropes, but the cliches, the real bad ones. I'll tell you what. This movie goes in on hard cliches so hard that you should be ashamed of yourself if you repeat any of these today. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, once a, yep. mo- once a movie calls it out, you got no excuse for doing that shit over again. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No, no, it's just what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. You take out the big-breasted woman, replace her with, and don't take this as an offense, just hear me out, take out the, brick, the big-breasted woman, replace her with a dumbass gay couple, and what Nev Campbell described 
right there was exactly Halloween Kills. Mm -hmm. There's a scene yep. in Halloween Kills where she, that's exactly what she described. Yep. When your ass should be running out the house because you got the back door and the front door wide open, what do you decide <laughs> to do? You decide to go upstairs where the killer is. And or, you already, it's not like he's a new killer either. It's Michael Myers who's already, who's already legendary. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I get frustrated enough when people run upstairs rather than out. Just because run upstairs, you're trapped. There's, yeah. it, it, tactically, it doesn't even make any sense. But in Halloween Kills, there's a definite reason to not go upstairs there's a, with yeah. a cheese knife. And they know. They, they live, yeah, with a cheese knife living in Michael Myers' house. I mean, that's why I really disliked Halloween Kills as much as I did because you had movies like Scream who years ago mm. already called you on that bullshit. Yeah. You have no reason to do that. Halloween Kills was supposed to be sort of meta itself and not doing that too. Yeah. Well, it, no, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because David Gordon Green and Dan McBride say that a big inspiration for at least Halloween 2018 was Scream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I just forgot they had a little yeah, bit of that success. It's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, what's, what's great about this scene is that after her calling that out, there's a whole thing at the front door where she has to run upstairs because she can't go well, out the front I was, door. I gonna, yeah, I got I got that scene ready in a little bit. Yeah, no, uh, because uh, because this movie, uh, you know, I'm calling out Halloween Kills, but this movie, and I'll talk about this later, does not always follow its own smarts and rules and knowledge that's laying down. It actually falls into its little those trappings too. But I tell you, uh, the movie talk that they're doing here is great. That's why when it didn't work as well. For me, it stood out because I think there are moments where the movie discussions it can get it can get a little too obvious. Well, you have to remember this is the first time they ever did something like this. Yeah, so yeah. If it was a little too obvious, I think that's on purpose because just, some yeah. audiences just don't know. Well, yeah, you know, and that's true, and that's why I said I don't think it aged well today because obviously okay. back in the day I probably didn't have a problem with it, but now watching it, I'm like, ah, you know, a lot of this stuff is brilliant. The movie discussions, the meta discussions that they have here. But sometimes it just doesn't feel very natural. When I was home watching television, the, uh, the Exorcist was on. No one does this in The Exorcist. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I was watching a Western. He was pointing at the TV. That's yeah, what he was yeah. doing. I'm, that thing. I'm trying to think. What was that thing? Yeah. What was that? Pew, pew, pew. Got me thinking of you. It did? Yeah. Was edited for TV, you know, all the good stuff was cut out. And then... Yeah, the way you threw up the other day and spewed bile all over the room. <laughs> it got me thinking of us. Uh, two years ago, we started off hot and heavy. Nice solid R rating on our way to an NC 17. And how things have changed and. just sort of edited for television. I like the way she was looking earlier. She's like, you know what? If you're, if you're trying to make me horny, this is, this is not working at all. <laughs> I am dry as ever. <laughs> yeah. Ain't nothing but sandpaper down there. <laughs> You've actually had the opposite effect. <laughs> you know, uh, that was a little forced to me. It's not even, really, it's not even accurate when you think about it. Hey, Billy, would you settle for a PG-13 relationship? He just falls from it. I, <laughs> I ain't never. I don't know about y'all, but I ain't never seen no PG thirteen titties before. Because they don't show you those. Yeah, you don't see. That's you what Wes Craven just did. Ah, yeah. PG thirteen relationship, and then the camera uh, yeah. cuts back to her. 
That's what that is. Uh. And his whole thing talking about the exorcist, that's a payoff in the end of the movie when you find out what he really is. Because he's movie obsessed. Yeah. He studied these yeah. in order to become what he eventually becomes. Yeah. And so yeah. I like that scene. No, I, I and hammer somehow fucking creepy he is, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, 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 you know, I love anything where the 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 handsome guy turns out to be the villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. or oh, they kill the handsome guy early. Remember the blob, like the, the yeah, oh was yeah, oh. To be the hero. He got it bad. That for a retro review someday. We gotta do eighty-eight. Oh, blob. Uh, somebody put that. Uh, Kevin, I already put that on the list. Do it. I mm-hmm. love the blob. Same man. Beware of the blob. Uh, so. I I I, went, I never thought about this before now, but this being a Wes Craven movie, did did he have a hand in the casting? Because I just look at how Nev Campbell, you know, she doesn't look exactly like her. But if you described her, it's so much like Heather Langenkamp from the Freddy movies, and then Skeet Ulrich. Everybody was couldn't get over how much he looked like Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Yeah, he had no. That's funny you bring it up. Uh, no, uh, Wes Craven did have a huge hand in the casting. Um, where they, they got Skate Ulrich because they wanted someone that looked like Johnny Depp but didn't cost as much as Johnny Depp. Sure. <laughs> uh, you know, they, you know that one of the big things that got Wes Craven into the film itself was Drew Barrymore. She was the first cast because she was Hollywood's mm-hmm. it girl. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why Jamie Kennedy got the role was because Wes Craven liked him so much and okay. wanted him to improv and everything. So a lot of these casting decisions were based on his opinions. Okay. And so, yeah, nice. he just really liked working with these actors. Nice. Um, yeah, you know, I guess... There are so many scenes that work better for me uh, in here that feel natural are are very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was not one of them. Don't hate the scene. It's just that that one felt a little forced. Uh, but they do, like I said, they do some brilliant uh, uh, meta within meta jokes here. Mm. Nested meta sure. things in here. Uh, I love that scene when Jamie Kennedy's uh, watching, uh, he's watching Halloween, oh, and he's like, look behind you, and meanwhile, this guy's like, he's watching, he's, he's watching him, watching. this guy's watching him, he's, this guy's watching Jamie Kennedy, and Jamie Kennedy's watching Halloween, and Jamie Kennedy's sitting up there the whole time like, behind you, behind you, look behind you, and this guy's like, yeah, look behind you, kid, look behind you. Behind you. Behind you, kid. <laughs> Behind you! Look around. He's like, fuck this, this movie too scary. Can't <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, take this. <laughs> uh, I love that scene. Sure, right sure. There. And on the real, it's like, oh shit, there's a 30 second there's delay. 30 second delay. Yeah. He, he, and he forgot about that <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And he got yeah, he, No, that entire, for it. that entire last third of the movie, which is 40 minutes just at the house, that is all brilliant. Oh, I love is. all of it. I love that stuff too, man. I love I love that those house scenes at the at the end. They're, for one, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, mm-hmm. You know, as a as a horror movie, as a thriller, as a murder mystery, they, it all works in that way in, in those last minutes uh, in the house. But also, there's a lot of funny stuff doing that. Oh point. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot like as a comedy, it just works very well. I love that they beat the shit out of Ghostface constantly. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. kick his ass <laughs> always, always, yeah. always tripping and falling and getting things and getting nuts. Racked. Always going, oh no, <laughs> how dare you? You know, those discussions also are used to mess with the audience. Again, that's why I think that they're brilliant, man. Those discussions that they use here when, you know, when, uh, when they're talking very meta, when they're doing examination horror, uh, it's meant to throw the audience off. Even though, and when I, not, not even throw them off. Actually, it's meant to do the opposite. That's how it's messing with the audience. Uh, because in the movie, they pretty much, this is one of the 
rare movies where they tell you who the killer is. Not show you, they're just constantly telling you who the killer is. Uh, again, at this point, we told you it's a spoiler discussion. Uh, we all know who the killers are in this movie. You know, we know that it's... Killers? Uh, oh, killers. Did you say plural? Yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's Billy because, well, Billy, again, if you know the movie, Billy has abandonment issues. Your slut mother was fucking my father. And she's the reason my mom moved out and abandoned me. She's like, who gives a fuck? What? <laughs> She's like, grow up. That, that does not explain all this. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the funny thing is, there's a point early in the movie where Skeet Ulrich tells Nev Campbell's uh, Sydney, he says, y'all, this whole stuff with your dead mother, get over it. Right. <laughs> she should tell her that right now. Well, fuck it. It's what you told me earlier. Get over it. Gaslighting. Bitch. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wait, is it your mother or is it because you're horny? I don't know, understand why you've it's, done all it's this. It's that. It's a combination. Yeah, it's a combination. Two. Yeah, yeah. Because if I gave you some. I wish Total abandonment causes serious deviant behavior. It certainly fucked you up. It made you have sex with a psychopath. That's right. You gave it up. Now you're no longer a virgin. <laughs> Stu is just crazy. Yeah, so, you know, so, like they, they even ask, what's your motivation? This is peer pressure. <laughs> I want to be like Billy. Yeah. Now he wants to fuck I want to fuck. I mean, I want to be like Billy. He wants to be Billy and fuck him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're so handsy at the end. And, and that shit is obvious, man. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it's body language. Oh, at the at the end of the movie, they just all they're hugged up on yeah, each other. Oh yeah, man. always. Mm -hmm. You know, always look at them. You know, it's funny because as killers in the movie and they're telling you who they are as it goes on, uh, they they are the real lovers in the movie. Mm -hmm. True. Yep. And I'm saying, you know, I'm, I, I know people saying y'all trying to make gay no, folks and no. make people gay. No. Now I'm gonna lay some heavy shit on you. You know, if you want to go deep with it. Uh, because, uh, you know, see the movie where they're all hugged up on each I other and everything. To frame. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> <laughs> right, Billy? Right, right? <laughs> Billy, your hair smells so good. <laughs> <laughs> but when we get to the scene where the, uh, they start stabbing each other... <laughs> Oh, let me see if I can find out. Uh, this brilliant scene. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm seeing. Even she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, You're fucking crazy. So that scene where they're, where they're stabbing each other. Get up! Get up, man! Get up! Come on, man. Jesus. Oh, man. Man, being a villain hurts. It's my turn. <laughs> Josh, you, no, no, man. No, no. We, we're not doing this. No, no. You don't. Don't give him a knife. You don't ask a dude to stab you that you just stabbed. Because he's going to make that shit try to hurt as much as possible, man. Fuck you. I know we planned this shit, but that hurt. Don't forget. Stay to the side and don't go too deep. Okay. I'll remember. <laughs> oh, man, bitch, how does that feel? I love that. Ugh. Oh, you just wait till it's your turn. <laughs> oh, ooh, you gonna get it? <laughs> he should have just gave the knife to Nev Campbell at that yeah. point, right? right? <laughs> but you know, the thing with this man, they are the real lovers in the movie, and that right there—it's gonna sound kind of crazy, but that's their love scene. That's their sure. sex scene right sure. there. Because they're penetrating each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That, you know, that right there is the, the real sex scene in the movie. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, man, this movie's brilliant in so many ways with how deep they go with things. I mean, they, I talk about how maybe the 
the dialogue is so obvious sometimes, but there are so many things in here that they put in at little subtle, clever jokes and clever meanings and hidden meanings. It's amazing, man, what they do uh, with this movie. Um, you know, uh, uh, but like I was saying before I got off track with these these guys over here, they're telling you who the killers are in the movie, man. Yes. Early, early, I mean, about what, 15, 20 minutes into the movie, Jamie mm -hmm. Kennedy's already saying, that motherfucker did it. And are the police aware that you dated the victim? What are you saying? That I killed her? It would certainly improve your high school kill. Stu was with me last night, okay? Yeah, it was. Ooh. Was that before or after? He sliced and diced. And I like the way Skeet Orders like, like, he's like, yeah, don't pull me in the middle of this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he's like, we gotta kill him quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got to go. He does, he does the same thing with Billy's character in the he video made, store. He, he made the list. Yeah, no, he, he pretty much... Again, like I said, the whole movie, they're, they're saying that these dudes are the killers. Uh, they're also saying that, hey, this could have been solved, but nobody wanted to listen but, to the nerd. That's nobody right. nobody mm -hmm. wanted to listen to the movie geek over here, the guy who works at a video store and knows everything <laughs> about horror movies, the Quentin Tarantino of the fucking movie. <laughs> I'm telling you, the dad's a red herring. It's Billy. <laughs> Billy, I ain't mean you. I'm in, I'm in another Billy. You know, another Billy, another class. I'm in Billy Brooks. <laughs> they even gave that full horror. Doom. They gave him. They gave him horror movie music. They yeah, gave him yeah. the villain's theme. It's Billy. How do we know you're not the killer? Huh? Huh? Hi, Billy. We should fuck him, too. <laughs> Don't kill him yet, Billy. Let's have sex with him. <laughs> Maybe your movie-freaked mind lost its reality button. You ever think of that? You're absolutely right. I'm the first to admit it. If this were a scary movie, I'd be the prime suspect. That's right. What would be your motive? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> come on. <laughs> your hair smells good, too. <laughs> Strawberry. I, I, I love that they didn't, they didn't hold Matthew Lillard back. No, just, no just, I, I actually love this movie, yeah. man. <laughs> and just him being so erratic. It throws you off on what what to think about him. No, you should have known he was a killer too. It was crazy. <laughs> sure. ass. But at the same time, you're like, it's, it's, he's just so crazy. He's too goofy. He's too yeah. goofy. It can't be him. Yeah. Or can it be? Motive. But... It's the millennium. Motives are incidental. Millennium. Hmm. Millennium. I like that. That's good. It's millennium. Millennium. Good word, my man. Are you telling me that's not a killer? What? <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he turns point to that guy. <laughs> he's so Billy. sure. He didn't even wait till Billy get across the room. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah. that guy. He killed people. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> that's a running gag with Randy's character because he does the same thing in the sequel. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. Nah, this. No, I, I love that, man. Even Wes Craven is telling you who the killer is. There's a point where. They're at, uh, uh, they're at Matthew Lillard Stewart's party, and one of the dudes at the party just yells out. And it's, it's, the way he delivers that line too is so funny. He talks about how the blood is too red. Here it comes. Blood! Oh, oh, the blood is all wrong. Why do they do that? It's too red. See red. <laughs> you know, they did that because not much later in the movie, Billy is killed. You know, they have the, the, yeah. the, the fake out scene right here where he gets killed. And notice after that line of the blood is too red. Look at what we do here. Ah! 
That blood is so red it's right too there. Red. It's too red. <laughs> ain't, ain't no holes in that shirt yeah, at all. True. Yeah. Wes Craven was fucking with us at this point. He yeah. just said that the blood is too red, and we see the blood is too red. We see no holes in there, but for some reason, we still want to go Oh, handsome Billy. Oh, he. Oh, just, oh, I was so sure it was him, and now, mm-hmm. now he's dead. Who could it possibly exactly. be? Exactly. Oh, Billy, why'd they have to kill your pretty ass? Oh, no. <laughs> First Johnny, now you. No. You know, uh, we should have known, again, from those hints that Billy was the killer. They put it out there. They were messing with us the whole time. They, it's, it was a magic trick that yeah. Wes Craven mm-hmm. was pulling right sure. here. We should have known Billy was the killer because he's just a creep. Yeah, always <laughs> consistently. Consistently, there's a. We were talking about he's crawling through windows at night. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just watched The Exorcist. You know, going sneaking in people's rooms, and what really makes him extra creepy is that he's so horny. He don't give a. I mean, straight up, just gaslighting her for some sex, man. Not not giving a shit that that yeah. she's been almost mm-hmm. that she's been almost sliced up, stabbed, almost murdered. But also that her mother died. Her mother was mutilated. Her mother was raped and, and mutilated. Like, can you get over it enough to give me some pussy? What's wrong? <laughs> no. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Billy, I was attacked and nearly filleted last night. I mean, between us. <laughs> I mean, so what? Wait, I'm talking about yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Be- besides all that. Yeah, fuck that bitch. Wait a minute. I'm talking about us. The same since... Since your mother died. Is your... Brain leaking. My mom was killed. I can't believe she can't even talk. She's even fucking crazy. <laughs> I love that stuttering. That was good. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. authentic. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? What, what, what do I have to say to get through your fucking horny ass skull? I should have. She's like, I should have to explain this to. Like, she's about to have a brain aneurysm right now. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Shit, if, I, if my mom died, doesn't say anything to you. If me dies, doesn't say anything to you. Then how the fuck can I get through to you? Right. Showcases a sociopath. My mom was killed. I can't believe you're bringing this up. I know. It's been a year. Tomorrow. One year tomorrow. I know what. I think it's time you got over that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll do you okay. now? <laughs> <laughs> now you said that. I'll just drop the panties. Here we go. Yeah. Right. Let's do it. Yeah, we should have known that he was the killer just by being such a creep before. If nothing else, why was she ever even with this guy? Yeah, that's the question. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. High school, I guess. Yeah, anything you know? You mean you know so much about this? Anything you want to add? Uh, no, I think the reason why uh, people at least didn't suspect him or they never want to suspect him as the killer is because he's handsome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. And we so often in these movies, it's never the handsome guy. Sure. It's the ugly no. person. It's the yeah. guy who is deformed and things. And that's what makes his reveal so uh, spectacular and, and special for people. So even though there are obvious signs yeah. as you're bringing up, but he's pretty. So yeah. It's full, yeah, it's full. <clears throat> also to that, we never have two killers. Yeah, it's, it's always a like. Yeah. Well, okay, they got an yeah. alibi. They were here. They couldn't have done it. Yeah, but yeah, they, no, that's like, true. Being two people trading off, that was like, oh, holy shit! Yeah. Never even considered that. Yeah, you can cover more ground and things. Mm-hmm. And like, like mm-hmm. even in the beginning of the movie, which I think is so funny, where you have the Ghostface call uh, Drew Barrymore, and it's like, am I at the back door or am I at the front door? They're both there. Yeah, they're yeah. both at. So she will lose no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Had all that, that's great. Yeah, they had it all set up. Yeah, no one's expecting him. This fool's Gaston, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know. Oh, very much yeah, so. Yeah, it's like he's pulling a Gaston. You know, he's you know, handsome ass, thinking he can just get away with anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why he's acting so spoiled. Yes. Yeah, he's had a whole privileged. life of getting away yeah, with everything. Yeah, he's been privileged, yeah. And now that his mom's gone, that gives him, you know, an excuse to go around and kill people. Stupid ass. I tell you this, the kills, I think, hold up mostly. 
not all the way. <laughs> Which one doesn't hold up? I'm okay. curious. Oh, then, come on. You know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay, you, I'm going to ask y'all because I don't know what you're thinking. But this because a couple of them, they, they, they don't hold up so much that they are unintentionally funny. They're hilarious. They add to the comedy of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the one I'm thinking of, that had to be intentionally funny. I hope so because, uh, yeah. well, the one I'm thinking of here, you can, you tell me if you are thinking of this because yeah. Rose McGowan's yep. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That was, that was hilarious. She's, She's, I, I love this man because, she, I mean, first of all, it's stupid because she tries to escape through a cat door. I mean, you fine, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you fine as hell, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but you can't, you ain't gonna fit through no cat door. Shit, the, the cat barely got through the door. I love the way they didn't use it. No, <laughs> but man, when they finally, when she got caught up in the door and Ghostface press the button to crush, her, to crush her in there, that looked crazy. <laughs> she, she, looked like a, she looked like a Michael Jackson sex doll. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even as fast as it goes, I was like, hey, wait a minute. So that was not the original scene. Oh. When they had to submit this for its, the rating, they got an NC-17 rating. Oh, so they, crush they, head? they had to go back and put this in here. And wait, so they had a whole wait, other... Wait, showing the head? Mm-hmm. When they show her head, and it was it looked a lot better, but it's like, we, we can't do a, a, other scenes, and so that's what the one they used. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. But there's a whole other scene where it's much gorier and stuff. Shit, they should have just took that scene out, thinking that looks fake as hell. Yeah, yeah they could have yeah. just cut that happening and then shown the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but you, know, you, you own a home with, a, with an electric garage. What happens if you touch it? <laughs> what? Stop, stop. It stop. Yes. Yes. Hey, it's the 90s, man. Things were crazy back then. Garage doors didn't stop. Shit, the garage door was working with Ghostface. Yeah. It was three killers in I'm the movie. If that, if that door is going up and you just go, peek, it, it, it stops. Mm. <laughs> shit, that's what, you get, that's what you get for buying the cheap shit. <laughs> She is. She, yeah, she ordered a goddamn garage door open on Craigslist, and that's what she got, right? <laughs> Dan, that, that thing punched her, oh, man. It did, yeah, it did. Yeah. Broke her, broke her jaw on her face. So, was that going to be the scene where it going to be her head crushed in the mm-hmm. garage? Mm-hmm. They, had to, they had to remove it. Oh, because it was because the MPA is like, no, you can't have something like this. Uh, NC-17. And they have uh, to remove that. A lot of the violence they actually had to strip out of the movie. Like mm. even the ones with Drew Barrymore and her, and her boyfriend Steve, they cut out a lot of that violence too. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think you're right. I mean, they could have kept it in. It just, and it would have worked probably even better. Just cut around it. I mean, you Use hear, audio. You hear, yeah, you yeah. hear her get crunched in mm-hmm, there yeah. and crushed. And then what do you see? You just see the other side of the garage door with blood just raining down, just yeah. pouring down. Mm-hmm. And we would have got the point yeah. and it probably would have been more horrifying. Yeah. But I, I but I think even the whole setup of it is comedic. No, oh, just her, with her legs kicking and going up. <laughs> I was like, all right, these are those kind of comedic kills that, that horror fans love and I, I can go with it because mm-hmm. they, they clearly they, oh, yeah. they can't be this smart up to now no. and suddenly get done for this one scene. I mean, I even take it as just desperation, but goddamn, you. <laughs> I mean, that's what made me laugh too. Those legs kicking. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, she riding the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> running in place. I mean, still just like curly. I love that because she's so desperate. She's trying to run. She think that like, like if she kicks her legs, it's gonna get her through the door. <laughs> the sad thing is, she was getting the best of him. If she had stayed on him, she might have kicked his ass. She, yeah, she's throwing those bottles at him, yeah. broken bottles. He's like, shit, oh, God. Oh, yeah, she had him. Mm-hmm. Him and Nev Campbell got him. Yeah. 
I like the way that cat's like, fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> I know what's happening. That's between y'all. Well, well Chris, I'm, I'm curious, mm. you, you being such a, a fan of this movie, yeah. have you ever gone through to try to mark when it's Skeet Ulrich or when it's Matthew Lillard? Uh, I have not. Other people have. Oh, they have. Okay. And where, like, uh, in the beginning of the movie, it's Stu who kills Drew Barrymore because that was his ex-girlfriend. Mm. Yeah. And so, like, you, you had it where Skeet was on the phone, but Stu's the one that killed her. And, like, people have figured out, like, who the killer is at Okay, but in the earlier scene, this, when Jamie Kennedy says, well, you, you, you know, you're her ex-boyfriend, you could have done it. Mm-hmm. And Rose McGowan says, like, nah, he was with me. Oh, oh, maybe, oh, maybe it was. Uh, I guess. Oh. Yeah, I guess. I guess it might have been. No, I, I think in that case it must have been uh, Skeet. Yeah. So then they both weren't there. Then, like you said. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Even though someone we- someone has made like YouTube videos of figuring out who's who. But. All right, yeah, I was yeah. just wondering that. We were just watching. I was like, I wonder if I could go. I was like, I'm, I'm not that Don't. into it. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you, there's probably YouTube videos, like you said, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but. Even it's, those it's, are it's, all those they contradict each other. It's like so. Spider Man, No Way Home. It's like our you know a ton of plot holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It probably if the more you look into it, the more it probably doesn't make sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that night of the killing, they both were somewhere. They said, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, so Skeet Ulrich, Billy was at uh, Sydney's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's right. Stu says he was with uh, Rose McGowan's character. Yeah. So we don't know the times though. We don't. Yeah, know the okay. times yeah, yeah. Maybe they so. lay left or got yeah. away at some. Yeah. Point. Yeah. 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 Maybe Stewart said, "I'm, you know, he took a long shit. <laughs> we'll, we'll kill somebody." Uh, but I agree. If anybody's gonna kill Drew Barrymore, there's a point where he did say, "You, you dated her." Yeah. So yeah, and she yeah. broke up with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe exactly. he did that, you know, personal reason. Uh, man, Henry Winkler, man, his death. It's not crazy, but it did have. Man, his reaction made me laugh. I just, I laughed so hard. Man, his mouth. He got the biggest mouth in the movie. That's real. Man, yeah, he didn't just, know he was behind yeah, there. Yeah, like, they, <laughs> they scared the shit out of him. That's natural. That's yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. Henry Winkler's a great actor. He ain't that damn good. No, no. no this, 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 it's a movie about you coming into an inner city school and, and, and teaching the kids, you know, kind of like that Morgan Freeman movie. It's, it's going to be great. And we got a great ending yeah. for you. That fool didn't know. They didn't tell Henry Winkler when they yelled action, they didn't tell him that anybody was behind, behind that door. <laughs> Do they ever mention his death later in the movie? Oh yeah, yeah they, they do. do. I'll okay. show you. I'll show you a little bit. Yeah, that shit is hilarious. They had a whole scene. They said you're gonna go back to your desk and you're gonna deliver this long <laughs> Academy Award winning monologue. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He had his game face. Oh, yeah, yeah. He spent all night practicing getting his lines down. <laughs> he was ready to go there and act. <laughs> <laughs> you know the yell cut man fuck y'all <laughs> doing that shit man you better not keep that <laughs> oh I laughed so hard it's great it's no great. he was great he's the principal in the movie man okay so you ask if they uh, if they mention him later I'm gonna tell you that in a little bit since we're talking about deaths though uh, man Matthew Lillard had Probably the best death and the oh. fun, the funniest yeah. and best death in the movie, man. His screams going out, that cracked me up too. I think it's great. It's still funny to me though. In your dream. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but man, he couldn't do that today. Why is that? Everybody has flat panels. Oh, that's yeah, right. true. Those fat TVs, they'll kill yeah. you. 
Well, if you turn it vertical, <laughs> cut him in half. What do you what do you want to do? Put a you know, I don't know, crack his skull or something. If you angle it just right, but yeah, you can't do it with flat screen. You just be like, kiss yourself, exactly. And what's funny about that, Dev, too, is that you know uh, Wes Craven's referencing uh, uh, Dream Warriors. Well, it was oh, like, welcome oh, to prime time, bitch. bitch. Puts her head there. He says, in your dreams. That's all. It's like, it's uh, all yeah. I didn't know. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. yeah you say death. Yeah. I'm going to say death with Matthew Lurks. Yeah. I don't think he dies here. Yeah. He he was telling me about a whole a sequel where Matthew Lillard lived and uh -huh. was teaching a whole new uh, crop of teenagers to go be <laughs> Ghostface. It was supposed to be Scream 3. That's oh. what that movie was going oh, to wow. be. But they changed it because uh, Columbine. And they didn't and, want anyone like the idea of a student yeah. teaching people to be murderers. Uh, you know, but I think that's the plot they're going to use for this. New wait, movie. by screen three, was he still going to be a student? No, he just he's just, he's he comes he's, he's injured, older. but he's teaching new. So, he, okay. so his so face would have been all burnt, disfigured, and scarred yeah. up, and like disfigured. a typical you know serial sure. killer, serial killer movie. Freddy yeah. Krueger. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see, man. Maybe this, maybe <laughs> Freddy Krueger, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Shaggy will return. He will return. <laughs> he's going to come. I think Shaggy that's what I would do. Had you guys seen Matthew Lillard before this? This is because I, I feel like this is my first introduction. Uh, yeah, I think you saw him in uh, Scooby Doo. Was Scooby Doo before this? No, it was, was, was after this. I mean, yeah, after this. No, uh, it was a movie. SLC Punk, because I even saw that after and this. That was after Hackers? No, no, Hackers. That's what I'm thinking Hackers. of. Oh, Hackers. Yeah. Okay. I, saw, I saw him okay. in Hackers. Hack okay. the Planet, as he I once know, said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hackers is the one I was thinking of. Uh, so you asked about do they mention uh, Henry Winkler later on in the movie <laughs> yeah. as the principal? Man, so. Speaking of I laughing, guess I missed it. Yeah, speaking of laughing, man, the comedy still holds up in this. I think it's I, they have some scenes that are so funny, man. Uh, and a lot of them, like I've said, are later on uh, in that the house party scenes mm -hmm. because they did it, man. They did him wrong. I was almost, I, was, I got mad in a way because they. What happens is they mention that the principal has died, and they have it. They say he's been strung up on the on the football field. With his insides hanging out, his intestines hanging out, and this is the, these little bastard-ass kids, man. This this is their response, which I did laugh at. Listen up. They found Principal Henry dead. He was gutted and hung from the goalpost on the football field. Let's go over there before they pry him down. Hey. <laughs> Jim Kenny's like, oh. Yeah, he's like, what do you want with that? Why he cared about us? I laughed so hard at that man. <laughs> they left the party to go see that dead principal. Mm -hmm. That guy, man, he didn't. He didn't deserve that. He, he did. He, he cared about those kids. Yeah, he did. He actually said, "This is your principal. I love you." He gave them like yeah. a week off from school. Yeah. And that's what he got. That's mm -hmm. what that was the thing that he got, man. Yeah, and I know that was, that was the thing about him getting killed. It's like, oh, why him? He, he, he There's an explanation for that. He wasn't supposed to die originally. Oh. Wes Craven said, "It's been too long since we killed somebody." Henry Winkler, it's you. Oh, <laughs> damn. And he thought it would be a good way to do that because I want to do my cameo in the movie. It's gonna be like, oh, it's gonna be like a funny little scene where I cameo oh, right. myself, and then we'll kill you. That's yeah. how it worked out. But, but be everyone at ease. He mm. didn't, this man didn't deserve it. He didn't do nothing to nobody. Because <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. even when I looked at the movie, I, I was saying, why'd they kill him? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He didn't do nothing. Yeah. He was, he was like, a cool guy. I know. And kill an extra person, that just takes a more of a chance of you getting caught, leaving evidence behind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the middle of the day. And those kids, those little punk ass kids, man, they would. They were in such a hurry to go see the, the, the dead body of the principal, they almost killed somebody else. Oh, right. Coming fast. Slow down. Freeze. Go. 
Hot's Dewey. Man, for it's a movie called Dewey. Scream, there's a lot of screaming in this movie. <laughs> yeah, they live up to the name. Oh, I love that, man. They all, about to kill them. I thought it was cool. I thought it was very cool that they uh, got uh, Dewey and Gail Weathers together, man. Oh, yeah. Because without them getting together, they could have been easily just a bunch of uh, lazy stereotypes. No, sure. exactly. Yeah, she's the you know the the reporter who's just trying to get her next big story. He's just an idiot cop. Yeah, he's yeah he's just the uh, you know goofball. He's, he's comedy. Dewey. He's Dewey. He's, Dewey. <laughs> he's, he's goofball comedy relief here. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was cool because when they got together, it actually made them more characters. It humanized them better. You know, it gave them some dimension. So I thought that that was kind of it cool. brought out the best of them when they're together. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I you know I never I was one of those people who did not. Because a lot of people did not like Gail. I never had anything against Gail. I thought, like, you know, maybe she's right. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, well. well, I mean, she was right. Was that, Cotton. That Cotton. Yeah, yeah. Cotton was, you know, he was, you know, he was convicted er erroneously. Yeah. And, uh... And when she yelled the cameraman, I, I laughed. Oh, <laughs> was, I, mean, I mean, I might have thought she was a bitch back in 1996, <laughs> but this time I was like, you go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Your fat lard ass. When <laughs> I say lard, lard, lard ass, Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with this part of the movie, uh, so you have, what's her name? Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox plays a, a reporter, Gail yeah, Weathers. And she does not believe Sydney because Sydney's mother was raped and, uh, murdered. and murdered. And so Sydney pointed out the guy who Gail thinks might be the wrong guy. Mm -hmm. And I, when she delivered that scene, I actually thought like, you know what? I kind of believe Gail more than I do yeah. believe Sydney. I don't know why. Sure. I feel like an asshole for that, but I, I did like that. What I like about that is that it actually makes you question uh, yes. Sydney's mentality. You got what you wanted. Cotton Weary's in jail. They're gonna gas him. A book is not gonna change that. Shit. Mm. <laughs> She's like, you, you better get out of here, girl. <laughs> <laughs> she called me a fat ass. <laughs> she drops truth bombs. She's right. I do have a lard ass. You already called me a lard ass. You might want to go. <laughs> she called me a bitch. Do you still think he's innocent? Your testimony put him away. It doesn't really matter what I think. During the trial, you did all those stories about me. You called me a liar. I think you falsely identified him, yes. You know, I don't know why I thought Sydney was not telling the truth. Not that she was lying, but that no, she no, was wrong. That, yeah, she was wrong. And she was, a, you know, I guess a child. I mean, I, I guess it was only a year ago, so she's not really a child. But, yeah, eyewitness testimony is wrong all the time. Hmm. Yeah. I, maybe it's because... Uh, because Gail wasn't as bad as this other aggressive-ass reporter in here. Do you remember that reporter? Mm -hmm. Tell me, how was, how was it be almost murdered? How was, how was it be almost sliced up and dying? The world needs to know! And like, you're new at this job, aren't you? So how does it feel to be almost brutally butchered? Hey, hey, no, leave her alone. People want to know. They have a right to know. How does it feel? <laughs> She's still off camera. How does it feel? <laughs> Bitch, you hear me? Isn't that, I forget, isn't that the, the girl who played Reagan from The Exorcist? Oh, is that? Oh, I think that's uh, the same actress. Blair, uh, Linda Blair? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think that's Linda Blair. Well, go, go back. I don't think so. But. Uh, actually, I can see it. It might be. Because she's, you know, she's made up mm -hmm. to yeah. look like a, you know, like a, an average reporter. I think that's Linda Blair. And you know what? It makes sense because, you know, that's not mm -hmm. common. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's oh, yeah, right. Yeah, it does look like Yeah, that. Linda Blair. You know, it makes sense to have, you know, another You're big horror icon. Other, yeah, horror icons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which we already mentioned the exorcist in here. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, also, okay, so you could probably tell me about this. I thought it was weird that you had Lee Schreiber in here, who was 
a star at this time. Yeah. Was, he has, was a favor. Oh, was it a favor? Bob Weinstein contacted him and said, can we just use you for this, for this one thing? Because he had a contract with them mm. doing films. And he said, sure. Okay. And then it turned into him in Scream 2 and then Scream yeah. 3 in a much larger expanded role. Uh, he, he, role yeah. he, just, he just does this as a favor to them. Okay. Well, well plus him being a name, seeing him come in, sure. that makes him a suspect this entire time. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? That's true. Yeah, just, other than I Drew just, Barrymore, he's the other biggest name in the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, it's, and it's such a, well, they wouldn't have him in here if they weren't going to do something. If it weren't a reason, oh, yeah, to yeah. throw everybody off. Yeah, I just thought it was weird. He got no lines in the movie. Yeah, at all. No, yeah. so it's just a cameo. Just a cameo. On a TV screen. <laughs> On a TV screen. Because I, I was also wondering if they had planned to maybe expand his character in the beginning, or was it... Was in, well, in the sequels, yes. Yeah. Expand his characters. Yeah. But I wonder if that was planned. Uh, Kevin Williamson, yeah, the screenwriter, he did have a plan to expand his okay. character. Because mm-hmm. that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. You know, this is so directed in some parts, man. I mean, we're talking about things that hold up and things that don't hold up for me. I still think that this is an incredibly directed movie, man. It's not, you know, it's not a perfect film for me, but as far as a horror movie goes and a thriller, I thought that it was cool that, you know, uh, uh, there were moments in here where they made you feel like the killer could strike at any time, anywhere. I mean, this fool's going crazy in the daytime mm-hmm. in, the, in the girl's bathroom. Yeah. How the fuck did you get up in there? First of all, you <laughs> big ass. You know, yeah, he, he goes to that school. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, he but does. I mean, how you? When did you get in there? Were you were you hiding this whole time? Just waiting the whole time. You, don't you have class to go to? But I do think that that scene is is incredible because you know it was directed in the manner of slowly revealing that the killer's in there. First, you don't hear anything or see anything. Then you start suspecting that he might be there, but you're not sure. Then you see those two big-ass size 13 oh, boots come down. Yeah. And what I love about when those shoes come down is that, well, you already know it's him, but just to, like, you know, seal the deal, you see that gown come down. I'm like, oh, fuck. She's slitting the whole base. Yeah. <laughs> safe. <laughs> Except not safe. No, no, not at all. Well, you know, it's funny because isn't the scene before this is when Billy's talking to her? Yeah, that's, yeah. So I think this is planned by them. And, you know, again, I'm not sure if the filmmakers have said this, but he gets her so angry and worked up. What do typical, what, where do women typically go to when they're upset? They no, go to the, the bathroom. bathroom. The bathroom. The bathroom. Wow. So you and, think and that they... they planned it to kill so her. So he was being creepy in a way on purpose to yeah. get her upset. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's... See, man, there's so much to, like, pull from this movie, man. Examine, yeah. So many small things in here to, like, pull out. It's uh, It's... This is why this movie's so great because uh, if only all the horror movies could do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah if only. If all the screen movies could do that. It's just, <laughs> yeah, man. Just, this does. I mean, even if this weren't a horror movie, the attention to detail that they put in here. Yeah. You know, for you to go and pick apart clues that this this is a rewarding film. Oh, definitely. You know, and I, rewatches. You can rewatch yeah. this and you pick up new details. Each yeah. Time. Whenever you leave this movie, you can go back and watch it again and just speculate, debate. Think about certain parts that they laid there. Some of those things are there, and some of those things you you may never know. But it's fun to kind of guess and see where mm-hmm. where those things are in the movie, uh, even if it never really comes to fruition. Um, I will say this: for a movie that calls out all the hard tropes and all the rules, I still think that it doesn't follow those things completely itself. Or break, or or doesn't listen to its own advice. It's not hearing its own lessons. Uh, 
And I, and you know, you could say that maybe that's done on purpose. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't. I, I'm not sure. Uh, this part where, that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. So they have a part where Sydney, uh, man, I was yelling at the screen at the time. What the fuck are you doing going outside when the killers got you on the phone? Well, I call your bluff. You know, there's a killer out there. We know this. We know that the killer is, you know, that's that, that that's kind of their motive is to mess with people like this. So why would you even take a chance just mm -hmm. walking out the door like that? I also jump scares, man. I don't think that I, I <laughs> some of these I, I don't <clears throat> think that they're meant to be clever or a statement on jump scares themselves. I think they they just doing cheap ass jump scares and you know they don't work in this movie or they seem cheap just as they would in any other horror film. Look at the camera. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. Well, when you run up on somebody like that, what the fuck you think is going to happen? I think that's more for a gag. Yeah. I didn't mean to scare you. Like, it's apologizing to the audience. I didn't yeah. mean to scare you guys. Yeah. And in regards to uh, Sydney stepping outside, I think that's just to show the stark contrast between Drew Barrymore and her character. Where Drew Barrymore's like, oh my fucking God! Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to fucking step out the door. Where the hell are you? I'll yeah. kick your ass. I think yeah. that's, that's just to, sh to show how different they are. Um, that's, that's how it came across to me. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. That's why I asked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will tell you this. And this is one thing that I think does not work at all. <laughs> and there's some silly moments, and you might remember sure. this. There are some silly-ass ghost face moments in here. It just don't make any sense to me. That scene in the grocery store. Oh, You know what I'm talking You remember the scene in the grocery store? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, watch this. Because I like, no, I, okay. As smart as this movie is, why are we doing that? That just makes no sense to me. Billy and his penis don't deserve you, all right? In the middle of the store, <laughs> and the day is—is is he shopping? <laughs> like, like if you, you see what I'm saying? Hey man, it might have been a Wednesday, and they had specials on that day. Yeah, they take the costume off first. Like, if you angle it the right way, is he? Can, does he have a basket? Yeah, right. He might. It would have been great if he is he like buying toilet paper and knives. <laughs> you know, man, those stakeouts like, with uh, that, Billy take that time. That motherfucker's in the grocery store in the daytime in his ghost face costume, and they never looked over and noticed they him. Never, like. Nobody, because the police, the police ain't playing. Like they know that this dude is. The, they, there's a there's somebody out there wearing a ghost face costume. So they ain't fucking around with people whether they're playing or not. Meanwhile, this motherfucker's out there in the ice cream section. Right <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get some, you know, some uh, uh, some yeah, drumsticks yeah, or I, some I, hot pockets. I, I, I got to give it to you on that one. <laughs> no, come on. Because you know, I've been flexible, right? Right. I've been you saying. have. You have. You well, have. Saying, I don't know. No, <laughs> they, no, don't well, no. they do establish that anyone can buy this mask sure. and costume. Like people, kids in the school were dressing up as him. And just, you know, teasing uh, uh, other students. About I, I get that, mm -hmm. and that's why I allowed it earlier. Yeah, like, yes. Stuff at the school. But this is out in the day when everybody's on alert for a killer, especially Sydney. Yes. <laughs> Even her seeing somebody who might be somebody else dressed like that, she would go confront them. Like, yeah. Sure. Or... Chris, I'm sorry. <laughs> Chris what? saying that you're dumb. No, 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 I just know you, no, you no, love this, and yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah. going to justify it no matter what. <laughs> but still. Yeah. Who the fuck is this guy in costume in the middle of the store stalking these two girls over here? It's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. In the middle of the fucking day. Yeah. yeah. So everybody can see. Because I was going to let him. I, I, I let some things slide with this man. It didn't work for me, but y'all can, you know, if it works for y'all, that's fine. Yeah, sure. But I'm just like, this, this, this fool is popping up in some crazy places. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like when you taking a piss back there. I, you know, because you know, he's been, he been there for a while. Because yeah, the other like, God damn, I thought they never leave. Sydney, I'm here. I, I, again, maybe it's just Wes Craven because it's like, okay, because so often when you think of John Carpenter's Halloween, Michael's always walking around the daytime, like behind bushes, just staring. It's like, hey, where'd you go? And then but he, it's then he Halloween. Us. Yeah, but we're trying to be better than that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's him making fun of those scenes. But the, I think that's. I think those are supposed to be comedic. But if you're making fun of it, do it in a better way because this makes no sense. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker in the middle of the bushes in the daytime, like you're taking a shit. I that's mean, why it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. But I think it that's that's it's it's, it's intentional. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm I want to go with you, but <laughs> that's fine. I don't think I can. That's okay. I don't think I can with those two seats. <laughs> no, man, I can't. That, that's, that's the fair. only I give it to I, I was man. prepared for Corey to come up with somewhere I go like oh come on man but yeah, yeah that was okay man, that's fair look I, I, Chris I gave you the bathroom <laughs> alright you did I, I explained said, it I explained I even, it I even I, I even uh, uh, I'll take praised, the bathroom I praised this scene right mm-hmm. here now I'm gonna tell you it don't make sense to me but I praised it I'll it's a well done scene I'll con- you know I'll take the bathroom scene I'll concede the grocery store okay let's do that and the gazebo yeah because when you go shopping in your killer outfit, <laughs> go shopping. Yeah. No, that's great. No, man, no. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we got to draw the line. That's fine. I'll, dra- I'll draw that line. That's fine. Where, where's okay. the knives section? <laughs> Where are the knives? There's cutlery. Yeah. <laughs> Is this all you have? <laughs> no, I don't mean plasticware. No, silver, steel. So what about the toilet paper for? Yeah, yeah. Watch this shit. Ooh, boy, I'm glad they're gone. <laughs> yeah, man. It flies buzzing behind mm-hmm. him. <laughs> <laughs> buzzing around his head <laughs> like a horse. <laughs> flies. That's fun. I don't know why. I don't know why that cracked me because <laughs> he just took a shit and it just flies. I can, just see, his... I can see that flies rubbing around his ass right now. His ghost ass. <laughs> yeah, the movie is too good for slapping this sure, like this. Sure, sure, sure. Is sure. what I'm saying. Yeah. But I will tell you this, man. Uh, the movie still holds up. I still praise the movie for some things that, it's, that it does that are clever. Mm. There's even some things in here I thought, all right, man, that's a little bit over the top, but I'll still take it, man. Uh, like the whole scene with the the whole scene with the 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 cameo, I thought it was yeah. a clever cameo. Again, it's a little way obvious, you know, a little on the nose, but I, I like oh, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, it made me laugh. Yeah, yeah no, I, I laughed. I liked mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> Scared himself <laughs> that mask. Does <laughs> it multiple times? <laughs> Shit, but I still look good. Hey. Hello? <laughs> Damn old shits. Would you call me? Huh? Not you, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> not, not you, Fred. <laughs> no, it was a funny scene. Yeah, I yeah, like that. Yeah. No, I, I did like that. I, you know, I like that because it really, again, just drives how much this is a comedy. Yes. In yes. addition to being... I had to explain that to my wife. Oh, really? At that point, she was like, Oh, this is this is dumb. I was like, it's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's good. 
Yeah, because that's some comedy right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some comedy right there. Hey. But I still really like this, man. It still holds up. Yeah. I, it's still a great film. You know, uh, uh, like I said, I don't think everything. Okay, so either some things haven't aged that well, or, again, I go back to, man, there were some things where I wish people could have seen it like we did back in the day. Because sure. you're just never going to have that kind of impact that it had for those people at the time. Well, there's certain things that'll happen, uh, a movie that's iconic and the first of its kind. And not only do you get a flood, years or decades of imitators and parodies (laughs) and skits on Mm -hmm. TV, that by the time you get to the actual thing, you know, somebody who's seen it for the first Mm -hmm. time, they've seen all this, so it can never have that impact. That is very true. Yeah, Yeah. I, I I was surprised that The Exorcist had such an impact on me because I didn't see it till I was in my thirties. Really? Yeah. So it had, you know, I'd seen all the all the jokes around it and the imitators and all that, and I I was surprised that when I saw it, I was still like, wow, that genuinely scared me more than yeah. any other movie I've seen. But it's rare that happens. It's funny that you say that, Martin, because like during my generation, it was it was Scream, it was scary movie and things and all those parodies. And I had so many people I was like, no, you got to watch this movie, but they'd already seen like mm-hmm. three of the Scream or scary movies, and yeah, they've yeah. seen all the parodies and they saw it and they're like. Yeah, I didn't think it was as funny as Scary Movie 1. I'm just like, oh, like fuck. Yeah, it's a, it's <laughs> it's a not, different type of... It's, yeah. uh, you don't... Oh, God. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just, that's what happened. No, that's what happens. No, you, and you, you hit it, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... This has become such a pop culture icon of a movie that, again, it's going to temper people's impact of it, too, when they see it. Because they've seen all the the references. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but even then, it's just a... It's a great film. It's well directed. It's well written. The acting is pretty good across the board. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's 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 a cut above um, <laughs> horror movies and every like I think about how much I don't like horror movies and then I mm-hmm. watch this and I go like, well, you're doing everything I wish all these other movies yeah. did. Yeah. Where I you know it, I mean just the fact that the mystery of it works where you can't guess who yeah. the killer or killers are mm-hmm. and the characters all come to life where. You you feel them as realized people and, and feel something when they get killed. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Uh, and like I said, the movie just created some great quotables at the time. Kind of still hold up today. Like, uh, do you like scary movies? Mm-hmm. That voice, Roger L. Jackson. Roger his name? L. Jackson. Yeah, that 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 voice, man. I uh, first time I heard it, I was like, oh, that voice is so perfect. The guy is still doing like the voice for people today. I almost want to go to Cameo and get him to do a read for me. Oh, he's on, he's cameo. on Cameo. Oh, makes sense, makes yeah, sense. he's on Cameo doing reads for people. Hello, Shane. Do you like scary movies? What's your favorite scary movie? You're going to make some popcorn and watch us. The guy's like, man, this is just weird. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't like want this anymore. <laughs> I mean, uh, thank you, but... <laughs> Do Mojo Jojo yeah, instead. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is him, right? That's him. That's okay. the same yeah. actor, yeah. yeah. And he's yeah, doing no. the voice in this new movie. He's come back to do it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love it, man. Love it. Yeah, people, if you haven't seen this in a while, go and watch it. Uh, I mean, if you if you don't like scary movies, that's even more the reason to watch this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Because uh, uh, like, like you said, you know, it's kind of an anti-horror uh, movie in a way where if you go by just the cliches sure. and the tropes mm-hmm. and everything... You know, you you know, just appreciate it as a movie, man. Appreciate it as a well-directed, very well-written film. Uh, again, even that, despite me thinking that a lot of it 
are some things don't hold up today. There's a lot of it that is just so brilliant still. You know, it was funny going back and just looking at the 90s, too. Oh, sure. it's, oh yes. What, it's, what, it's very 90s well, movie. Well, <laughs> I, I, like this with, with Kevin Williamson, the screenwriter, this mm -hmm. is where he launched uh, Dawson's Creek and, mm -hmm. and the whole yeah. CW, well, which was the, what WB back then, yeah. but the CW was born. Yeah. And it was just, it was just, man, just taking a walk back and a stroll through the 90s, man. I was like, Video stores, video blockbuster. Stores. Oh, oh, oh video those? stores. Yeah, the man. Smell. <laughs> I was all nostalgic for the for the video store, sure, man. Sure, that was real cool. Seeing those covers, uh, looking at the cell phones at the time. Oh yeah, that big clunky ass. Oh, cell I think phone you could window. bludgeon yeah. someone to death yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either they were huge, but Skeet Ulrich had one that was uh, because I had one like him back uh -huh. in the day when they when they finally got small. Yeah, but they were basic. Yeah. They didn't have anything yeah. on. They just had a screen for you to see your number. Well, even throughout this movie, they're getting called and nobody has caller ID. <laughs> <That's right>. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. was, was caller ID around at the time? No, it was, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, yeah, or, I had a caller. It, yeah, yeah, it had to be. I had caller ID at that time. Yeah, I remember that. I feel like they, yeah. they, it's funny they address in the sequel because then they all have caller ID. Because there's uh, people, I think maybe that was a criticism against the movie at the time, mm. and because because everyone's calling Sydney now, pretending yeah. to be uh, Ghostface, okay. she's like, okay, uh, so and so, your number. He's like, shit, and he hangs up because <laughs> he has caller ID now. I yeah, wanna, I haven't, I, yeah, I haven't watched any sequels in forever. Scream I remember, Two is very good. I remember kind of kind of liking Two, and then Three was like Three's, oh, Three sucks. Okay, uh -oh. I've, never, I've never seen Four. I think I saw Four, and I thought I liked that one better. Like I was like, all right, well, this is getting, you know. It's it's not embarrassing. I, cool. I, I, you know. Yeah. I want to ask. See, this person I want to hear from. Uh, oh, yeah. It's D. Which I don't think I've seen you around here before. But he says, or she says, I'm a 2000s kid. So, you know, you're the person that I want to know how this, uh, how this is for you. If any of y'all, this is what I want to do, man. We don't have to read them all in this show or anything. But if, if any of you were born... You know, you're very young millennials or your Gen Z kids out there. I want to hear how this movie would be for you or how it was for you if you saw it. So, you know what to do. Email us, kcoolmans at gmail.com, K-E-C-O-O-L-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com. And if you want to post something up in the chat, you can do that too. I'd like to, I'd like to hear your opinions of this, see how it impacted you when you saw it. Oh, let's see here. All right, folks. Well, unless anybody has anything else to add. No, I, I, I love this movie, and I do love the sequel as well. I mean, it revitalized, it saved the slasher subgenre. I mean, really horror in general for mm -hmm. the 90s, because it was, it, was it was just waning during that time. Like, I can't even think of many truly great 90s horror films, with the exception of probably Scream. Where does Final Destination come in the timeline? That's 2000s, early yeah. 2000s. Okay. And, so, yeah. and that was definitely influenced by sure. Scream, just the, just the look and the aesthetic yeah. of it. So, yeah. no, and it also revitalized Wes Craven's career, who was kind of <laughs> like, he flopped with New Nightmare, and mm -hmm. people weren't seeing some of his dramas that he was making. So it did right by, uh, by a lot of people. And it, you know, uh, um, had these new actors come on the scene who had, you know, successful careers. Yeah, that's the funny thing is how these these actors, they were, I won't say they were like nobodies, but they had just like a, a little level of mm -hmm. fame, it was like a little name recognition. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then to watch them now, you're like, it seems like it's star studded. Yeah. Yeah. And looking at the chat, you know, a lot of people talking about when they were born, born in 98, born in the 90s. Uh Ty, never seen Scream, but interested to, to see it. Somebody else said that they were, they were a '90s kid or maybe early 2000s, 2000s kid, and they said the full price for them. They loved it. Mm -hmm. David two. Arquette and Courtney Cox getting married. Yep. That's right, and getting divorced. I think. Yep. <laughs> Somebody said two is my favorite. 
She's great. The movie's amazing. Never seen it, but it looks awesome. I was born in 1998, somebody said. Definitely check it out. Check it out. I would say if we ever do two someday, I would really, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think, think about the opening. Yeah. Mm, you know. Uh, let's see here. 1991, 30 years, 30 years of love and film. Is it, do you love this film, though? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Oh. Music of the Heart got an Academy Award, did it? Yeah. That was Wes Craven's yeah. Uh, dramatic. Yeah. Drama. Meryl Streep. It was a good movie. We liked it. I, I did. I enjoyed it very much. I was hoping that he would kind of do more. Yeah. see people born in 96, 99. I do not give you the rank of 90s kid if you were born in 1999. <laughs> oh, coming from the 90s. Yeah, all right. He's not creating you the rank of master. <laughs> well, you heard it. it does, you don't count. No. Sorry. What was your year, Chris? 91. 91. Oh, oh yeah. wow. I'm right there in the back. Right, right when the decade started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good hearing y'all, man. 97, 93. Oh, one and three were my favorites. So, there you go, people. There you go. Glad to uh, hear your response on that. Glad to hear that yeah. people appreciate the movie. I'm glad a lot of young people appreciate that movie, man. Because uh, it definitely is a movie of the 90s, but it holds, yes. up, it holds up very well. Yep. I, have a, I just I have a question. Just, I mean, you, seeing this movie, are you guys excited for Scream 2022? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that, honestly, yeah. No, why? why? I, 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 I won't say excited, mm-hmm. but like I say, with Scream 4, I remember that not being the train wreck I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. So... You know what? No, I, never mind. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I just thought about all the 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 the, uh, the old franchises that keep getting revived, and none of those have been good lately. Yeah, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not saying that I think it's gonna be bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I that that um, you know I'm hating on the movie before I even see sure. it. You know, but I'm I'm not I'm kind of like Martin. You know, I'm just I'm just not excited for it because I mean it's a sequel, mm-hmm. and this could go. You know, this go a couple of ways, man. You know, you say that. No, you're right. You know, they could either have done this because they had a really good reason for doing a fifth movie. <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> well, you know, these kids and their phones today. Yeah. <laughs> See, it seems like that I look at, and I feel two ways. Mm-hmm. One, I feel like, man, it's going to be really cool to see them go in and play with technology today. Yes. And see how they adapt it to 2022. Mm-hmm. You know, with electric doors and yeah. caller ID and cell phones and everything and, and the and internet. Smart homes. Smartphones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be cool to see how they do that. But then I look at this scene and I'm thinking, all right, how much are we going to be repeating too? Because this is a, this looks like we're doing a knockoff sure. of the Drew Barrymore scene. Well, you know, the, the technology's smarter. The people are just as dumb. <laughs> no, they're dumber. Dumber. Yeah. So Easy I, So I don't know, man. It's, it be, just by the nature of being a sequel, just makes me think like, all right, you know, I'm just going to have to wait and see. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and I, you know, I'll tell you this. I'm not excited because I don't want to get myself hyped up. Oh, I get that. I don't want to be disappointed when That's I see fair. it. I want to go in realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. The, the, real, mm-hmm. the reality is, is that this is a sequel and it might be a forced Hollywood project. Sure. Or, hope, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, they have a great script that they said, we got to do this. It's Kevin Williamson doing the script again, and it's the Ready or Not directors. Okay. okay. So, cool. I mean, I mean you know, we, we always have, you know, we have that hope that like, oh, they've, 
they've had time to back off and they've yeah, gone out into the sure, woods and sure. punched the, the tree and now they have a fresh <laughs> new idea. Mm-hmm. But more often it's like with the Matrix where the studio says, we're going to do this with or without you. Would you uh, like to come on board? And the yeah. person, the creator goes like, well, I guess it's better with me than yeah. without. Um, it, the, 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 a big thing is like our smarter technology has has uh, done a hurting on horror in as much as, mm. or, or just, you know, storytelling in general, but mm. like it makes it harder to come up with excuses for people not to be able to get in touch with each other. Sure. But it's also led to a lot of movies that are predominantly people looking at text on screen. Mm. And, you know, it's like, all right, this is what we got to do, but it is not exciting to watch. Sure. No. That's a good point. And, you know, that's another thing. The, uh, the mm. Matrix, I'm just thinking about that. I did not get my hopes up for that. Yeah. And I'm glad I did not. Yeah, you know, and I, yeah. You know, and this is this, again, this is another sequel that came back and showed some promise, and it showed the promise of playing with the new age that we're living in, and just didn't deliver on it, man. So I hope for the best, expect the least. So 